0: folks welcome to bellwether episode 119 today we're talking about empathy and the case against it (laughs) if you know me pause for a second did he say that right did he say what i think he's gonna say no empathy no empathy if you know me you know me well um you know my feelings on buzzwords And how generally when something is everywhere, it's often misinterpreted and taught in the wrong kind of way. And we we think about things and we overdo it. We completely overdo these things. And I read an interesting book recently by Paul Bloom. Uh, I think it's called Against Empathy. Um, And it makes a really compelling case. And I I instantly went to the workplace and and the things going on in the workplace about how um, we're, we're... we're teaching and pushing too much empathy that it's affecting the way our businesses can move forward, and um, and so like all the buzzwords—humility, vulnerability, um, resiliency—all of these have been have been just thrown around so much that they've lost their meaning. And they start to mean something entirely different, um, and and we often think of it as you know naturally positive and helpful, but as the meaning changes. We don't really mesh those two things together, and so um, empathy has its place. I have to start off. Empathy has its place, but when it comes to being a good person, when it comes to making good decisions, we need to think of something. We need to use something different besides empathy. And one of the, I mean, the biggest challenge I have with empathy is a lot of it becomes down to the word "should." I think the word "should" be eliminated from the the English language. It's so judgmental and and. You know, to say that you should do something, it should be something. Uh, you know, I hate that and and um, can't stand it. So I I don't like to use that. But a lot of empathy, um, but a lot of a lot of these buzzwords. Should isn't a buzzword, but humility, resiliency, empathy, vulnerability. All of these. I mean, those are kind of like the main four. I'm sure there are others. Um, and they just get blasted. People say, Oh, this is a buzzword. And let me do a, a, a training on it and a coaching on it. And it's just the surface level. I, I read psychology today and I'm going to put it out. And, um, there's no full understanding of what these words really mean. And it leads to negative results. And that's what I think is happening to empathy. And it's beyond the workplace. It's, you know, it's in society and everything else. Um, so let's talk about, let's, I guess I should kick it off by telling you that empathy is good. But there are many meanings of empathy. And empathy is good when it's contained within its compartment, I guess we'll call it. We'll call it a compartment. Um, Some people would say it means kindness and goodness in a broad sense. And I might agree with that. Um, Some believe it involves understanding people. And and there's a morality point of it. Um, The way Paul Bloom defined it in his book (laughs) against empathy Um, he said it was feeling the feelings of other people and I have a quote here it says by empathy I mean feeling the feelings of other people so if you're in pain and I feel your pain I am feeling empathy toward you if you're being anxious I pick up your anxiety if you're sad I pick up your sadness I'm being empathic and that's different from compassion. Compassion means I give your concern weight. I value it. I care about you, but I don't necessarily pick up your feelings. And <clears throat> this is an important distinction um, when we think about the workplace. and we think about beyond the workplace, actually, we're all human beings. We're all interact with community. I don't know why I always say it's for the workplace, but it's um, when you give someone someone's concerns weight and you show value and you show respect, that's compassion. We don't need to take this work on ourselves. And we need to compartmentalize it within the bigger picture. And I'm going to give a few examples of how empathy can be negative um, and misinterpreted and and do that. But, you know, initially, right, we pick up someone's anxiety, we pick up someone's negativity, we pick up someone's sadness, we try to do all of these types of things. And um, first of all, you can't, you can't, Right. All you could do, one of my favorite sayings is we don't see things as they are, we see things as we are. So we can't really fully pick up the feelings of anyone else. All we're doing is punishing ourselves when we see someone else have a tragedy or a problem or a challenge or something like that. Um, So when we take a look at the studies, one, it increases stress on you, the empathic individual. And I, I am an empathic individual. I know what you are thinking You know, there's a thing called cognitive empathy, which we'll talk about in a little bit. It's like, I can kind of guess what you're thinking. We're the only species on the planet that could do that. It's kind of neat. Growing up in a family of six kids, you kind of know you get feelings down pretty quickly. Um, So when we think about the studies, one, um, it increases stress. Studies who are shown empathic uh, items at the beginning of the week saw increased suffering later in the week rather than good items we seek out the negative so when we're teaching people to be more empathic and telling people to be more empathic we're actually telling them to look for suffering and pain so that's not a good thing obviously um studies that show when when coming to making decisions empathy is the spotlight that uh, helps you focus on one small inconsequential thing while missing the bigger picture so your decision making is affected um we have this inability to pair, you know. It's emotional. Empathy is emotional, and when I do a lot of work with my clients, we're talking about the logic versus emotion kind of conundrum, right? What makes sense? Where's the reasoning behind that? Um, but stress is emotional and everything else as well. And and um, how do we avoid letting this emotion take over fairness and and smartness and and reasoning and, and everything else? So. Um, So there's a lot of studies that show that empathy used in the wrong context can be negative. And I'm sure if you paused and thought for a minute about the misery that is your life, (laughs) um, the, the stress that we feel, I'm sure you could probably make a link, um, to empathy driving a lot of those things up, up the channel. Now it doesn't mean don't care about other people. It's not what I'm saying, of course, um, But let's go through some of these. I've got a few categories um, that Sinead put in, and it's really, really good. Uh, First, your bias steers your empathy, Um, which is wild. So most of the people pushing for empathy are also the ones speaking a lot about unconscious bias and all of these biases that we have in the workplace. Empathy is really tied up a lot in the diversity and inclusion thing. Um, and it should not be okay. Um, and we see that a lot, you know, we saw that with, um, I always go back to George Floyd because that's when it was just so visible and, and loud. Um, and then discussion was there, white people were actually paying attention. So I always kind of go back to that. Um, but we, when we talk about empathy, we're empathic to, to people like us right? We are empathic to people. We, we've we got our little communities and we've got the people that look like us and we've got all of those types of things. And so when we tie it up with diversity and inclusion and empathy and everything else, the people on the receiving end of your empathy almost want to throw it out the window and say, you don't understand what I feel. You don't understand these types of things. And um, and we saw that with George Floyd and all the white people were trying to be empathic to black people. And, and <laughs> in conversations I had with, with black people that I know, they're like, shut the hell up right? This isn't like, you don't get it. You just don't get it. And you're not going to get it because you haven't grown up and lived it. And so, um, we feel less empathy for people who aren't in our own culture because we connect with our, our people. We connect with our fellow humanity, whether it's people of the same language, people of the same skin color, people of the same hair color, eye color, whatever it is like that's, um, it doesn't mean that we're disruptive to that, but we're you know, we're social beings and we have our little kind of groups and and, and we do that. So um, people who aren't in our culture, you see tragedy, you see pain, you see all of these types of things. But when they're across the sea, it doesn't really matter to you, right? You see, you get a little bit of sadness, but then you move on with your day. You see it like down the street or with your neighbor and all of a sudden it's a different kind of level. So um, when we think of empathy, it's it's generally focused on a single person. One person where I'm feeling what you're feeling, and that one person is a, gets a spotlight on them. And you get this one big light on this one person. But there are so many people not included in the spotlight. And so that bias that is, is naturally built into that to say, I'm just focused on you, I don't care about anybody else, those people out of the spotlight are very relevant as well. Which brings us to the next challenge beyond bias is enumeracy, because we only care about one person. It forces us to not care about the hundred or a thousand or, um, bigger picture people. It forces us to make bad decisions, maybe unethical decisions. Um, there's this constant, and I think about this in terms of corporate, right? And, and kind of an example, that's not really about empathy, but it's about more about the one person type of thing. Um, there's this consistent pendulum swing at work. We get power to the people. Um, power to the corporate. Power to the people. Power to the corporate. And and what we see now with people who want to work from home is saying, "I'm more productive working from home." is is generally the line that goes, "I want to work from home because I, as an individual, am more productive." The business wants people back because, fine, you as an individual in your little silo magic world may be more productive. The business collectively is not more productive, which is why we want people back in the office. And, um. And just like that, in that same way, empathy focuses on one person, not the many other things that are relevant, not the bigger picture, not, it, it skews your perspective, it skews your general productivity, it skews your focus to say that this is we're giving more weight to this one individual than it should probably be, whereas there is a bigger organization going on, there is a bigger picture going on, and how do we, rather than say, I give your concern weight, let me input this into the bigger picture of what the business is fine. You want to work from home. Maybe it is two days a week, but there is a bigger picture, business picture of doing everything else. Um, fine. You have this concern or challenge, um, or sadness or pain or whatever it is. I will recognize that I give it weight. Uh, I feel compassion for you, but at the end of the day, there's a bigger picture than just you, um, which is a little dark and, and a difficult way to say it, but it's true. And that's the way to do it. Um, but there's also another aspect to this in terms of using empathy um, to manipulate other people, and that's the w- one last thing that I'll I'll throw in before we go on to kind of what to do with um. Really good empaths, and I know this from experience because I am a really good empath, um, and I never thought about it like this. Is I always used to joke that I can make people do whatever it is that they didn't want to do. Um and generally it was around drinking like i can get to we'll go out let's go party hard let's you know whatever um but in this machiavellian sort of way really good people at really good empaths can manipulate other people to to different types of events now i've chosen to use my my wicked powers for good <laughs> um not everyone who is an empath has this right there are They call dark empaths right and they're high and they're narcissistic and they're psychopaths and and whatever i'm not i'm not that crazy i'm i'm probably halfway there but i'm not fully crazy um but it there is this phenomenon that that people can manipulate other people by using empathy to get them to do what they wish them to do uh and in in a sense it's not empathy is not the opposite of self-interest it's actually very well tied into self-interest um and so that's just an interesting kind of side point just to kind of drive that hammer home on why the empathy thing is misinterpreted um, or at least too big. It's too big. Um, what are we looking for in an organization? right? We, the training that comes on why empathy is so important and, and we're teaching this to kids and feel the other feelings and everything else. What we want from an organization is we want security and that you have my back. Um, not that you feel my feelings, right? I want to be respected as a human being. I want to be heard, but I don't want I I don't want um, pity. I don't want people to say, "Oh, I know how you feel," because you don't. Um, and so, when we think about structuring a culture or raising our children, uh, how do we how do we pair this this fine distinction um, in terms of developing our personal cultures around us? And developing our leaders and managers at the workplace and and, and getting our kids raised and, and up. Um, what does empathy really mean? And how do you teach a child to recognize someone else's feelings but not take that on? Not take on the feelings. Compartmentalize it. Recognize it. Bigger picture. How do we teach not just empathy but also logic and reasoning and compassion Right. All of these things go in to understand all of, you know, that's fine that you feel this way. I recognize that it's a, a challenge and and everything else. Um, here's how I may be helpful within the context of something else. Like there's there's a way to do that. We have to give ourselves lanes, um, and what's appropriate, especially in the business sense, because that's always just where my head is. Um, but from there we have to review what empathy really means. And and I do think probably if you were to take a look at your L and D program and what they've got on empathy—you could probably just throw it in the garbage, um, <laughs> because we've all sat in these things. Here's my here's my thing on it, and you know I probably shouldn't have waited to the end of this, but like my problem is nobody likes these learning and development things that are out there right now because we're being told what to do, we're to being told to be empathic, we're to being told to do this, we're being we should be this, and you should be that. Nobody wants to be told what they should be, and that's what makes it so annoying, and that's why people don't like it. And when we're talking about empathy, what we should be doing is explaining empathy within the context of reason and logic and compassion and everything else so that people can make their own interpretation of what's appropriate within the context of whatever situation that they're in. And the person teaching it has to understand what the hell they're talking about so that they can answer the questions and do the follow-up and get people to fully understand it so that they can articulate their own individual kind of thing. So that's my... Anyway, that, that was just a little aside. Sorry about that. Um, anyway, have a great week. It's good fodder for thought, right? And and I I told my wife I was going to do this, and, she, and she's been challenging me. I mean, she's like, empathy is amazing. Empathy is so important. We're all human beings. It's empathy, 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 um, and we're going toe to toe on it. She's asked me a couple questions I couldn't answer, so I still have my research to do as well. Uh, but this is an interesting book against empathy. It's um, I think it's valid. I think as we all work towards developing our people and the instant assumptions that we're making on what's appropriate from an educational adult educational perspective. And what are we, um, pushing for in a culture, right? Empathy has just been thrown in. We just assume that it should be there. Maybe not. Okay. And let's, let's kind of replace it with something a little more, a little more reasonable. So have a wonderful week as always. I wish you the best. And, um, Speaking of, it's Mental Health Awareness Month, so do good things for that. That'll be the podcast next week. Have a wonderful week. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks, everybody, and see ya. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. Now, do something for yourself. Bellwether is much more than just a podcast. Join us at bellweatherhub.com, where you can read riveting articles, view upcoming events, and connect with other interesting people. I look forward to seeing you out there soon.